Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by our show co-host, Sheldon Williams, the landlord, Duke Athletics Hall of Famer. Sheldon, uh, how's your week been? I know Monday night wasn't a fun uh, evening watching basketball, was it? No, it was not. It was not. I mean, uh, I think we had kind of kind of a, a conversation before, like, you know, with this team after a big emotional game like that. It can go either way, especially with a young team. And that's the one thing I, I had in the back of my mind that it's a possibility that, you know, the letdown of that would kind of happen. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a letdown. Uh, but, you know, credit to Miami. Miami came out guns blazing and it showed it was two different teams from, you know, when they play against us here in Canberra and then down there. So, yeah, it really shows. I mean, on the positive side, the impact of Cameron. I mean, that's and John Shire talked about that after the game. Like, you know, Cameron does mean something. It's 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 a special place. And, oh yeah, yeah you know. Does. <laughs> I mean, you look at these two games: Duke won by two at home and lost by twenty-two on the road. I mean, and it's not. I mean, there are other factors involved, but uh, but that's a big one. I mean, the energy and all that. You know, you just feed off it. Oh, definitely. I mean, especially with a young team uh, that hasn't really solidified itself as you know being what it is consistently yeah being this reason why we're undefeated at home i mean the the energy that we feed from you know our fans and everything that we eat from our fans is like you know it's it's tremendous and especially with a young team and kind of give us confidence you know cameron indoor stadium is one of the best places to play at and it shows in our record where we undefeated at home and conversely miami uh the other night they're undefeated at home this year too um they don't have obviously the home court advantage Duke does as far as fans and everything, but in that game, and this obviously happens a lot when Duke or Carolina or somebody like that comes to town, right. they had uh, almost 1900 students there uh, packing their student section. And uh, the, the Miami people said that's the third most students they've ever had for a game uh, in that arena's history. So uh, they, they fed off that injury from the jump. They got after a 13 to one lead before Duke even made a shot uh, from the field. I think Duke was four four out of his first twenty, and you know it just there was no way they they couldn't they couldn't climb out of the hole, uh, uh, and it just kept getting worse. It was uh, very similar to the NC State game a month ago, and we uh, I think we talked a lot about how maybe that was a you know the rock bottom point for the team. Uh, well, as Shire said after the game Monday night, um, you know you think you've progressed and crossed a bridge, and you come to find out. Maybe you haven't, you know, you've got, you got more work yeah. to do to get to that. Point. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree. I mean, I know, um, Shire has, you know, been with this team, you know, from day one, every single day, uh, just from outside looking in, I, I totally agree with that. Every time we think we actually taking, you know, two steps forward, it seems like something like this kind of sets us back. And I'm hoping that if that's the trend, we will have a really good game against Virginia, you know, coming in next game, you know, at Virginia, I believe. Um, yes. So hopefully that's the case. And, uh, but uh, I really wish we can kind of get out of that routine because, you know, this is now the end of the season of the regular season before we go into the ACC tournament. And then it's one and done after that. That's right. And um, 
I will point out Duke has not lost back-to-back games this year. So uh, that bodes well for Saturday at Virginia, although that's going to be a tough assignment up there for sure. Uh, before we go any further, I do want to remind everybody that our Believe in Duke podcast is sponsored by betonline.ag. We appreciate their support from the very beginning here. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from uh, Super Bowl uh, coming up this Sunday to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards, betonline.ag, where the game starts. The breakdown really from the other night uh, from the Duke-Miami game uh, it really started with turnovers, and Duke had 21 turnovers. That matched the season high that they had in the NC State game. Uh, uh, coincidentally, uh, I don't think it's yeah, ironic. Yeah. It's coincidence. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, you look at synergy, and uh, you know they they turned the ball over 26.3 percent of their possessions. So one one of their four possessions ended in a turnover. They hadn't had the percentage that high since NC State. So. There is a direct line, and I'm going to break this down uh, in the newspaper. Uh, we'll have a story before the Virginia game about this, but there is a direct line from the turnover rates uh, to the offense playing poorly. And um, I do want to point out that last time Duke and Miami played back in Cameron when Duke won, they only turned the ball over on 12% of their possessions. So seriously, uh, it kind of comes down to the ball handlers, right? And, and making good plays and, Frankly, they were just kind of weak with the ball against Miami the other night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a good point. I mean, uh, I was looking at our team and how careless we were with the ball. It it did remind me a lot of the NC State game. Um, but the fact that we didn't have any good shooting or kind of got into any kind of rhythm, you know, that kind of, you know, helped with that, you know, where we're not able to get people involved. And granted, the, the defense that Miami was doing because it was capitalizing off of our turnovers and going in and running another way within transition. Uh, we shoot, we didn't have our first uh back to back buckets until like one minute left in the first half. Yeah. You know, like that, yeah. how crazy is that? Like we literally was one and out, one and out every single time. And we could never get into a flow into the offensive flow actually uh because of that. And a lot of it was due to uh their defense. But a lot of times when you have kind of a downward slide it seemed like everything goes wrong where oh i can't hit this shot i can't hit this layup all of a sudden i'm not very confident in my handles and things that i normally do without thinking becomes a guessing game and then when it starts becoming guessing game you start seeing a lot of things kind of slip up and i think that's a lot of a lot of that happened against uh, miami yeah and uh you mentioned layups duke missed so many layups in that first half that would have you know, broken that scoring streak that Miami was on or whatever, and kind of gave him some confidence. And to me, that's the difference from the NC State game. The NC State game, I remember, there was a lot of, you know, hero ball type stuff going on or one-on-one play and not much passing, uh, settling for, pass the ball around, whatever, settle for a jumper, nobody driving. That wasn't the case against Miami. I will say Duke got some quality shots, 
and just missed him, just flat missed, you know, bunnies uh, or had him blocked maybe some, but there were a lot of a close in the high percentage shots that were missed. So I think the offense ran bet, you know, better than that NC state game, which is, is rock bottom. Um, you know, it wasn't, wasn't great, but then that's one, I think silver lining Duke can take from that game was that they did, they did get that. But, you know, after the game, Kyle Filipowski said, uh, Miami didn't do anything special to beat us. We, this was on us. This was, this was on our carelessness, our you know not finishing shots at the rim. Um, so to me, as they get back to work, you know, it sounds like there's some ownership being taken there. I think that's a good sign. Yeah, I mean, uh, that is a really great sign of being a more mature team. You know, taking ownership of you know the things that y'all could have done better. Uh, I don't fully agree with it was solely on them because Miami shot the ball really well. I mean, it seemed like every time, you know, uh, we went to the zone and it was getting to the middle of our zone, hitting mid-range shots and yeah. attacking the zone and getting to uh, the uh, basket where they're throwing up for lobs or, you know, quick layups. And these things are kind of adding on to that. So I, I agree with a little bit what Flip's saying, but Miami did have some credit in the way they played, how we kind of reacted to it. And that's how, we became in a big hole like that. And obviously when you're not shooting well, that hole becomes bigger and bigger and you seem like you're in quicksand and you just can't get out. And that's what we were doing right now where we were fighting up an uphill battle, you know, the whole time. And then by the time that we actually got to a climax of, you know, already able to make a run, it seemed like we didn't have the confidence or energy to actually get over that hump to even get us to that point. Right. Good point about the energy. And that's obviously... You know, you play Carolina on Saturday night at home. You have to turn and get on a plane the next day and and go to Miami, a tough a tough team. You know, they're one of the better teams in the conference. They're ranked in the top twenty for a reason. They're nineteenth coming into the game. They're going to move up after beating Duke, I'm sure. Um, that's a tough ask by the league. That's as as John said. That's that's part of playing big time college basketball. This is what you have to do. Nobody likes to do it, but it's just the way it is. And when you get to March, you have to do this a lot. So. Right, it's not an right. excuse. I mean, Miami played at Clemson and won on Saturday and then got to fly home, but that was still, you know, a tough game on Saturday night. Then they traveled uh, home. Uh, so they had, you know, just as much you know, rest or not lack of rest as Duke did, except they were playing at home and they get that extra bump. But that's, that's the only thing. So this team just ha- has to learn to handle that uh, better than what they have, frankly. That's all there is to it. And uh, uh, this is one where they hope, this lesson pays off in March. It's going to have to. I mean, because they're going to have to do it again, right? Yeah, obviously. I mean, um, that is the lesson that you think that they will actually take uh, to heart right away. You at least hope they'll take the heart right away because of, you know, the limited games is left in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, you know, once we get into the, you know, tournament play where we flying out to, you know, I mean, it could be cross country to California or Oregon somewhere and, yeah. you know, playing the first two games out that way and then all of a sudden we're going to go back you know midwest somewhere you know like it's it's gonna be something different it's gonna be out of our hands that's what i'm you know trying to get at right so it's gonna be out of our hands so no matter what's going to happen there are other teams that's in the same situation so you can't use that as an excuse you know and some of these guys are gonna be playing on the next level anyway that's not gonna be an excuse at all because that's just the daily life of you know the next you know level of you know professional basketball so yeah i'm hoping that these guys actually can uh, uh take their heart um kind of flush this sort of speak down the toilet uh, as they get ready to play against, you know, a really good defensive team in uh, Virginia, you know, <laughs> a team that's, you know, top 10, and, you know, maybe you can bounce back with a big win. Yeah. And uh, they, they show, and they're a veteran team too. Kihei Clark's been playing point guard. Uh, 
he was on the championship team back in 19. So that's how long he's been playing. Um, you know, <laughs> they, uh, you know, he could have played an experienced team. Um, uh, Jalen Gardner back from last year, uh, Shedrick, all those guys, uh, uh, Beekman, Beekman made the big shot to beat Duke at Cameron last year. Uh, he's back. He's playing very well. They're the best, they're the best defensive backcourt in the conference. Um, and that's not, you know, I mean, NC State's got good offensive players. They they get after you too, but um, I think that uh, Virginia is better. So they're going to challenge what we just talked about with turnovers. Uh, that's going to be a big part of this game is is Tyrese Proctor and and Roach and Blake's when he's in there um, taking better care of the ball and not you know not giving it away as much. Uh, they're going to have to be on their game really strongly. Uh, I do know that <clears throat> when they got back together for practice on Wednesday, they had a day off on Tuesday. Uh, but Wednesday, it was. Uh, I was told the vibe was good. They, um, they're attacking things well. They're not. Uh, there's no splintering going on or whatever po- fingers being pointed. That, that those are all good signs. And again, uh, Duke has not lost back-to-back games, so they've handled they've handled losses well, uh, frankly. Uh, but but they haven't really had a test like this, like going up to Virginia. I remember I, I'm thinking back to when they lost to Purdue at in uh, Portland. They came back home and they played Ohio State, tough team, but that was a home game, right? This is tougher. This is this is where it's time to like band together. If you're going to band together, this is really where they have to do it. And that, that's what this is about, right? This is about mental toughness, I think, in this game. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I I totally agree. I mean, uh, if there's a, if there's a time to do this right now, is a time where one, it's a great sign to see that you know a young team like this that's going through these different types of adversities. Um, that, hey, it's easy to point fingers at other people and play the you know, blame game. But the fact that they actually having a good vibe where they actually, you know, binding together, banding together, uh, I think it's a great sign for us um, as a team. I hope that we are really looking at ourselves in the mirror uh, and trying to figure out what can we fix as a team. Um, going into Virginia, one person in particular, uh, Proctor, uh, this guy, he didn't start, uh, the second half. Uh, he kind of sat down, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think with 10 minutes worth of, uh, the second half yeah. before he got back into the game yep. and he's been playing, he's been playing well for us. Yep. So I'm, ho- I'm hoping that he's not taking a, a, a hit to his confidence because of the last game and just kind of just wash that away and let it roll down his shoulders. And kind of going to the next game as you no, know, this is a new start because you know I know a lot of times with younger players that tends to happen, and I'm hoping that's not the case with him. So I'm hoping that you know, especially a guy like Roach, kind of put his arms around him, but hey, we need you. This is you know, the t- this is the time that we really need you. You've been playing well for us. Yeah. You know, both of us got to go and you know tighten up our handle and get this turnover situation back under control. You know, we can't have no more 21 turnover games anymore. You can't you can't win? I mean, you're not going to win doing that. That's, that's right. it. Nothing nothing else matters. If you're turning the ball over 21 times, you're giving the other team all these transition points, and right. forget it. Like you're just not right. going to win. And uh, Tyrese was so good uh, against Wake and Carolina in the week last week. Um, you know, playing well, just looking for a shot more, uh, driving, handling the ball well. You know, I mean, he's he's a young player. I guess he's going to have a, a a clunker every now and again, and you just hope it's not going to be a game when. You know, a lot of people are having clunkers, which is what happened against Miami. So yeah. he's really going to be challenged. Um, you know, 
I would imagine Kihei Clark will be guarding him uh, because they're they're both point guards. Um, either that's either him or Beekman. Maybe Beekman will be on Roach, but or vice versa. There'll be some switching probably too. But either way, both those guys are going to be challenged in a serious way, and um, that's going to be the key if they can handle the ball better. Uh, better. Um, you know, this is a game that. It's going to be low scoring, uh, which kind of plays into Duke hands this year. This is the that's the kind of team Duke is. They won the Carolina game sixty three to fifty seven, which is just an incredibly low score for those those teams. But um, so, I guess I'm looking at it from that point of view. Uh, Virginia is not a team that's going to go out and score eighty points. That's not what they are. Who they are. So that kind of keeps it. Duke's got a shot if they can if they can get some points going, which is hard to do, but. You know, you don't want to lose, uh, you know, 52 to 36 or something like that. Um, <laughs> At all. <laughs> that's the other end of this, right? That's the other I, end of it. I was just going to say, like, you know, uh, they're they're not a team that's going to be a fast break team. So they're going to be doing a lot of, you know, kind of walking the ball up a little bit, uh, make sure they run the plays, you know, kind of eat the uh, time up like that. And all of a sudden, you know, the score stays low. So if we're not hitting shots, it could be a possibility where it'd be like a 52 to 30 something game, whatever. But it, it only plays in our favor if we actually are dominating our shots as well, too. Right. Um, it, it can't be, you know, a, it's a low scoring game and we can't score. Like we got to put both, you know, both ends of the court together. So we actually have a full game. So hopefully that's the case where, hey, we had a, one of our worst office outings against uh, Miami. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to have our best office outing against, you know, Virginia, as well as our defense. You know, we're trying to put, you know, both of them together. So I'm hoping right. that's the case, and we go from there. Yeah. Um, something else Virginia does is they make you use the whole – you mentioned it. They make you use the whole shot clock. It's going to be – there's going to be guys having to make plays in the last 10 seconds of a shot clock, uh, both offensively and defensively, because but Virginia kind of works the ball and works the clock down that way as well. Um, so you're going to have to be on your game. Your focus has to be in for the whole 30 seconds. Um, and, uh, I know when you play like the shot clock was longer I mean, in college, but in the NBA it's 24, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. what kind of challenges does that, does that present? I guess when you've got to be, you know, the, the clock's ticking every time it's going to be this pressure packed possession on both ends. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's different because especially when the team is used to having like thoroughbreds where you just can run up and down the court and you know get a steal, get going, you know, get the crowd into it. That makes it even more of a energetic game. But when you actually you know make a play and all of a sudden you got time to kind of jog down the court and then they turn around, we set up, oh, we're gonna change that play, we're gonna do another play, and you're looking at like, man, like we've been moving around, setting, especially for a big, you know, yeah, <laughs> you go from the the big, uh, the the goal, run out to the top of the key to try to set a pick, and then try to roll and like, no, come around back up, come back. No, like, and all of a sudden, like, <laughs> oh, we still got another twenty seconds left. Like, we still doing this. Yeah, you know, it takes a little bit of energy to do that, especially uh, you know the pick and roll situations. But as time goes on, especially on defense, sometimes you kind of get lulled to sleep a little bit because of you expecting quick action because all the other teams playing, you know, doing quick actions, and then all of a sudden. You have a situation where hopefully it's not a situation like this, but where you have a guy you guard in the corner, and all of a sudden you can just look at the ball and he slips right behind you, just a dunk, you know that type thing and falling asleep. So it, it's kind of a different type of game because I know when I played before we played against NC State, we always played against like a team like uh, Princeton. We knew that Princeton was similar to NC State, where 
you know, it'd be a lot of backdoor cuts, a lot mm -hmm. of movement and things like that, where we couldn't, we couldn't, you know, duplicate that uh, with practices or other ACC teams. So he'll throw that in right before we, you know, play against, uh, you know, it's back when uh, NC State had uh, Drew's highs and. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Herb Sendek was the coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yep. That like that kind of helped us, you know, get prepared for that. We didn't have a time in the schedule to do that for us uh, between this game and the Miami game. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping that, uh, you know, they have a good couple of days of practices that actually help them out with that. So they get used to being familiar with, hey, we got to change our mindset just a little bit because it's not the fast transition teams that we used to play in. Right. Right. It's really a, it's a mental challenge too, as well as a, as a physical challenge. But, uh, um, and we saw Virginia do that to NC State uh, Tuesday night when they, they won uh, uh, by by 13. Um, NC State likes to get out and run. You know, they're a transition team with those guards, and they play very well. And uh, uh, Virginia kept them to almost no fast break points in that game, and they really controlled the tempo. And um, you saw them get some, some backdoor cuts for dunks and things like that uh, in that game. And that was an example of Virginia – um, you know, controlling the tempo and everything, like which is what they want to do. But they also they lost on Saturday at Virginia Tech. That was a tough loss for them, and they bounced right back and and played a really strong game. Uh, so they showed they could do it again. Duke has shown it every time this year that they've lost the game. They've come out and played very well the next game. Um, so uh, the most recent example was uh, losing to Virginia Tech, right? And the next game was at Georgia Tech, and that was the you know, one of the, the better performances of the year, right? Historic game, yeah. Yes, <laughs> that we both game. saw. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, this is a different animal, but uh, still, uh, uh, they uh, and I think back to that uh, NC State loss, uh, a couple of days later, they played at BC, uh, which has proven to be a, a, a pretty good team this year. Not, not great, but they're better than normal. And uh, they've been very tough on their home court. They beat Clemson up there recently. Anyway, Duke won that game. Uh, tight game at the end. Um, tight, tight game, yeah. Yeah, it was a gritty, it was a gritty, not pretty win, right? That was one of those. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> gritty, not pretty. <laughs> yeah, but that was another example of bouncing back from a loss and playing tough in a tough situation and doing it. So there's, a, uh, you know, all hope is not lost here. Let's 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 put that aside right now. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Hopefully uh, we get some news about Whitehead, um, you know, helping them back into the mix. That would help out as well, but uh um, as long as he's getting healthy, you know, I'm, I'm fine with, you know, him sitting out. It's just that I wish that we had our full team healthy going into the end of the season to make this push for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And on him, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because I was told, uh, 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 that he, this is more of like a conditioning thing that with him because he missed so much time with the foot member in the summer right? and he right. was just getting back to the point where he felt like himself right right when when this happened sadly yeah. so now it's uh okay you know he's been out a little bit more and they're trying to make take it easy and you know again he had some stiffness in that foot um trying to get ready for the carolina game so they're like okay let's let's take a take a pause here a little bit let's not push you through the carolina or miami games um he's not been ruled out yet for um as we as we, we tape this on thursday he's not been ruled out yet for the saturday game at virginia at virginia uh, at some point, they think they're going to get him back, but um, he's got to get in condition to where he's not going to hurt himself, right? He's not going to, uh, and that's the toughest right. thing coming back right. from an injury, really. And too bad because we're late in the season now, right. Uh, right? Tough deal for him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm all for him to you know take the, the 
the, the the steps to get back as healthy as he can be, you know, but I don't want him to sit there trying to feel like he's got to be rushed back to hurry up and finish out his freshman year, you know, and I know as being a competitor and seeing your teammates be out there, you want to be out there with them, especially, you know, in the deep in the season where you play against, you know, teams that are meaningful games. So I'm hoping, you know, as a fan, I would like to see him back, but as a basketball, you know, person, I'm like, Hey, I understand, you know, do what's best for you and your body. And then we figure things out later on. And he's been out there the last two games in pregame warmups, like, like running and shooting. That's and That's a good sign. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've seen him out there and he looks, I don't see like a limp in his gait or anything. I mean, he looks like he's, he's ready to roll. They just got to get him in condition. So again, maybe the break from playing Monday night to Saturday uh, at Virginia, that's enough time to, amp that up a little bit. Maybe they can get some minutes out of him. We'll see. We'll find out, um, you know, before the game here. So um, big game for the Blue Devils again, uh, Saturday at Virginia. And then, uh, you know, they follow that up uh, the following Tuesday. Schedule lightens up a little bit. to play in Notre Dame, which is one of the worst teams in the conference. Just lost um, Georgia Tech on the last second shot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's a home game at Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have to go to Syracuse, but then Louisville's after that. So, um, not to take anything for granted, but it, you know, as we look past the Virginia game, we'll talk about that more in the next episode. But um, you know, it's uh, it's a chance to get a couple more wins here and kind of solidify their position in the conference and NCAA tournament and all that kind of stuff. But they still have to, as Shire said, they still have to earn their way in the NCAA tournament. Nothing's yeah. given yet. Right, um, right. So the Virginia game is a big one. Okay, that's it for this week's episode, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Appreciate Bet Online being our sponsor. Um, Sheldon, any closing thoughts for you about uh, about this game at Virginia as, as we look close this out? Oh, look for a bounce back win. So hopefully, uh, these guys have a uh, a lot of confidence and a lot of energy and uh, go up in the, the UVA and come out with a victory. Very good. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we will uh, be back uh, taping on Sunday after Virginia game. Have one up for you on Monday, uh, breaking that down. Looking forward to the game against Notre Dame. So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.